You're listening to the angry black man with a plan in search of intelligent Negro life in the universe. Conscious commentary concerning the conditions of Negro. Hello, New York. Welcome to another edition of the Angry Black Man with a Plan in Search of Intelligent Negro Life in the Universe. I'd like to welcome you to this podcast today. Uh, I am so pleased today to have Minister Gail Davis sitting in with us, um, who is uh, going to share with us uh, some knowledge, I guess, about blacks in the Bible. This whole conversation started because I was talking to her and she brought up, uh, you know, some interesting, I guess, facts about members of the Bible, and I thought it was kind of interesting, so I said, hey, you know, we should do a bo- podcast about it, and she she agreed. So, I'd like to welcome Ms. Davis. How are you? Hi, Sydney. How are you? Thank I'm doing you for very well. Me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for showing up. So, so, so first of all, um, I'm kind of curious. Uh, I'm not, um, I'm not overly religious. I was born and raised a um, Jehovah Witness, so I am familiar with the Bible. Um, <clears throat> however, Growing up, I remember uh, the pictures of biblical scenes in the wake and the watchtower um, uh, always showed a white Jesus. I remember growing up, um, my conception of Jesus was white, um, and my conception of all of the characters in the Bible um, particularly Old Testament characters, because those are the characters that they tend to make movies of. Moses, you know, um, uh, what's the other one? Um, well, most of those characters were, were all white. And so, um, you know, growing up, I had this view of the Bible and its characters, its its meaningful characters all being white. And, um, and so um, it's kind of interesting um, to... to get into the narrative that's kind of opposite that. And, and so um, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what you, as a Christian and, you know, believer in the faith, uh, you know, have to say about that. So, um, so is Jesus white? I mean, when, when you pray to Jesus, are you praying to a white man? No, I'm not praying to a man, first of all. Excuse me? So let me just back up, okay? Um, My perception in reading the Word, you know, I grew up in church as well. I grew up in a Baptist church. And you learn the same things. You have this impression that the characters are white, right? You see the white Jesus hanging in our Christian homes. It's the same thing. And you grow up and you realize that, wait a minute, we have a history. You know, there's something historical about our presence in the earth. And there's something historical about the content in, in the Bible. And so what happens is, or what has happened, is we negate our history as black people when we take on Christianity. Because I think there's a scripture that says neither Greek nor Jew. Like, we don't have any kinds of barriers when we're Christians. It's kind of just washed away or not important because Christ is just caring about everyone. Um, But we negate who we are as black people when we walk into this Christian faith. And I found that a little troublesome um, 
when I well, wait was. Wait a minute. Could I, could I just ask for a point of clarification? You said when you walk into the Christian faith, it's neither Greek nor Jew mm-hmm. or whatever. So if that's the case, if we're neither Greek nor Jew, why is it that you say you kind of wash away your blackness when you embrace the, or when you step into Christianity? If Christianity and the scriptures say you're you're neither Jew or Greek or because what happens is you just look at it from the perspective. I'll speak for myself, okay, Ken. I'm not going to speak for other people. I thought at first that it doesn't matter about our ethnic cultures or backgrounds or history when I embrace the Word of God, right? But when I realized, and I, I dig deeper, or dug deeper, like, wait a minute, our history happened. We, we were chattel slaves. We, we, we were taken from Africa. We, we do have a history, and that is real. So we cannot leave that behind or forget that that ever happened when we embrace our faith, right? So I began to look at parallels and look at the historical part of the biblical text. And like, yeah, okay, there's things that happened historically that kind of like you don't see in the text. You know, there are kings, there were wars. Those things were real. Those things happened. Um, and so I began to look at it historically and, and contextually in that sense. So I would tell my church members like, hey, we can't forget that we existed. We can't just say, oh, because now that we're in Christ that we're, you know, the, the, the ethnic backgrounds doesn't matter. It does because it happened. And how do we deal with that now that we know? And how do we deal with that now that we are Christians and followers of Christ, right? So I began to look in the text and look at, is there a black presence in the Bible? Like, where are the black people, right? Um, and so my church began to really talk about it more. My pastor is very passionate about it and began to share and point out places um, in the text that we do exist here, right? Can you can you give us some some some? Well, some... you look at Simon the Cyrene, the, the the man who carried the cross of Christ. You look at um, there's a king, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Turkana or something like that, um, Ethiopian king, right? You have the Ethiopian queens. You have Candace mentioned in the New Testament. You, you have... Um, but those are parenthetical characters in the Bible, aren't they? Nimrod, they were, they, there were queens. But they were parenthetical to the story of the Bible, weren't they? So What do you mean? Well, um, so... I started reading the New Testament just to get caught up on some stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm not really that. I'm, I didn't really delve deep into the 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 Old Testament. All right, mm-hmm. but so 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 when you like Solomon, David, mm-hmm. um, Moses, Elijah, mm-hmm. it was Elijah, Elijah, Isaiah, mm-hmm. Isaac, the prophet, the prophet, the prophets. Mm-hmm. Well, they were white, right? No. So so, what changed for me? was going to Ethiopia. Moses wasn't white? Going to Ethiopia several years ago to a Bible conference and really just getting to look at the biblical text from a totally different perspective. When you look at the Old Testament geographically, there's nothing European about the Old Testament. Um, 
its location. But <laughs> there's, but there's but, nothing European. There are no and and here's a question that that was asked here in this book, which is called The Complete Works of Blacks in the Bible by James H. Wharton Jr., a very good book. And he asked the question um, about naming um, five white characters in Old Testament Bible stories and prove their lineage by Scripture. And he said he asked this pastor and a Bible scholar to do that, and they couldn't do it. All right, say that again. So they, they so if you ask the pastor or Bible scholar from any generation to name five white characters in Old Testament Bible stories and prove their lineage by Scripture, not one could do this. Well, all right, so, so, all right, so if we go back to the beginning, in the beginning, there was darkness, and you know, and then in the seven days, he created the Garden of Eden, and there was Adam and Eve. All right. He created Adam from what? He created Adam from dirt, I guess. I don't know. He took a, I don't know. It said clay, right? Clay, okay, which is dirt and water or something. I, you, or, however. But, but what is the color of clay and dirt? Well, if God is all powerful, he can make clay white, right? No. When you look at soil, there are three layers of soil. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. So wait. A minute, so now. So now. Now. All right. So. <laughs> so so wait a minute. So so if God made man in His image, are you telling me that God was black? She's not saying anything, but the look on her face is like, you got to ask that stupid question. <laughs> You know, this is this is really interesting. Now, before we go further, before we go further, I'd just like to have a disclaimer. Okay. Right? And that disclaimer is that it really should not matter what race any of the characters in the Bible may be. Because the message of the Bible, the story of the Bible, transcends that thing of race um, but the reason it's significant is that the exclusion of certain peoples particularly black folks from the Bible as Christianity was taught and spread by Europeans was also used to elevate or justify the European exploitation of the African. <clears throat> and part of the way they did that was to say that Africans were subhuman or Africans were not part of this religious mythology or if if you want to call it mythology or this or the, the Christian story or and, and by extension because from what I understand the Old Testament is also the Torah, which is the book of the Hebrew. Wow. So 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 wait a minute, Minister Davis. So so if we step back, I, I am correct if I say that the Old Testament is the book 
the Torah. Five, five. The first five books are the considered the Torah. The first five, and the Torah is the book of the, the Hebrews. Hebrews. And so, if you're telling me, and I, be, I believe you're saying this, that those first five books were about peoples who were African in origin, then the Hebrews were African. She's nodding her head. Yes, so <laughs> you, you mentioned a word when you said the Europeans taught. And it wasn't that they taught so much as that they forced conversion of this, the, 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 they forced the Christianity, they forced well, the religion no, on no, the people. No, no, no. Because Africans had their own religions, right? Well, but, well wait a minute now. See, now that, now, that, now that creates another point of discussion, which is like, okay, you're saying that Africans had their own religion and that Europeans forced Christianity on them, but now we're but 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 I thought the point we were making was that if you go back to its beginnings, mm -hmm. Hebrew um, Hebrews Ju Judaism was mm -hmm. black, and Christianity was black. So the question becomes so. What is their own religion, and why did they move away from Christianity? How do you know? Can we track where, you know? Well, when you go back, when you go back to the origins, and again, you look at it from the perspective of being shaped by the clay, right? Um, and if you really think about it, right, it's not white clay, right? Even if it's red clay, it's there's a reason for the dark being on the outer shell because it keeps light out from penetrating the inward parts, right? And so we are the temples of God. We carry God within us, right? God is within us and God is with us. And so there, there's a purpose for that, that, that dark covering. You even think about that when you cover, you know, the, the tabernacle. Moses was given, cover the tabernacle with this dark cloth to keep that light out so anyway so so you look at it from that that perspective um the hebrew bible was written two thousand thousands of years i should say thousands of years after african existence and hieroglyphics were found and stories of you know of the way they saw god and viewed god were already written on the stones and the walls and things that were found um, so it's not a new story, right? Um, so then you, you go on and you look at, you know, God then destroying the earth and having Noah come and save Noah and his family. And Noah's sons are then now the next carriers of, of human life, right? Um, and you look at, you know, each one representing a particular group of people. And when you look at, and, and particularly in the graphs in the complete works of Blacks in the Bible, Wharton describes it, everything comes through Ham. And, and Ham is the black, the one that represents the blackness, the black people. Um, 
And so it's interesting to just really see, and I'm going to dig more. I don't have all of the answers, but when you look at Ham's children, Cush, um, Miss Raim, which represents the founder of the nation of Egypt, right? You have Put or Put, which means Bo. He's the founder of the nation of Libya. And then Canaan is the father of the Canaanites, right? Um, these are Ham's children. And, and, and so, and, and, and when you look at it geographically, it was, it could have been one big hunk of land, right? And then the waters caused these separations. So um, there's a lot to dig and understand, but I think for us in today and growing up under the Christian banner that we grew up under, we were taught that we did not exist in this Bible, that, that we didn't matter. And I think, as you mentioned, it was, you know, the chattel slave period where the slave masters, you know, used the Bible as a means of control and to maintain white supremacy um, by saying that we did not exist in here and that we are to obey our masters. But I'm just thankful that we're learning and that we're able to learn and, and get knowledge about the whole process because you have to say, how could it be, right? Um, well, you, I mean, that is something else you have to say. I guess, you know, now, <clears throat> another question that, that comes to my mind is, given all that has been done to Christianity, um, why... Why would someone of African descent embrace it? Um, take it to be, you know, I mean. I think what happens and what is happening is we've always believed that there's a higher, that, that there's God or something bigger than us, right, to, and even the Africans believe that. That's why they had their own belief systems and something greater and bigger. And, um, and we can still glean from the spirit of God, right, because that is the comforter that we've been given. We can still have relationship with God, right, um, in our context. And... God is a God of justice, and so God is a just God, and God wants us to do justice and love mercy and walk humbly with him. So we can still do have this relationship and, and be out there doing the work of Christ in a just manner as we're seeing today. That's why that spirit of protest and, you know, that spirit of inclusion is something that we can still be a part of and do based on who God is, because God is a just God. Well, if God is just, then why does he subject some of his people to such cruelty in this life? Um, but you mentioned Christ. Before we, before we get to that, right, so here's another question I have for you, right, um, about Christ, right? So you say, like, people say the Christ, all right? And so 
for a long time, I thought when someone said the Christ, they meant Jesus. But it seemed that the Christ is more than Jesus. It's part of that 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 godlike the godhead kind of god presence right right now now here's something interesting um here's something interesting so uh the bible tracks jesus from a kid from a child and then there's a period where he kind of like disappears and then he comes back and when he comes back he's very transformed Right now, there's a book called The Aquarian Something of Jesus, and it's a book that kind of suggests that that period where Jesus is not referenced, that that period where he's not mentioned in the Bible between childhood and adulthood, that he traveled throughout, you know, the East and, you know, and 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 learned and acquired um the philosophies of, you know, Confucius and, you know, all the other great spiritual philosophers. All right. Now, this is just a book that that posits this thing. I mean, you know, um, I, I, I didn't read the book. I was talking to someone about it. I bought it, but I didn't haven't had a chance to read it yet. But but, it, you know, it's like, well, it, what explains that 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 period? I don't have an answer for that. Okay, all right. And so the Christ, if God is just, why does He allow people to suffer? Why is He allowing this this battle? You know, with you know Satan and well, God gave us free, free will, will, right? Yeah. And God didn't say that I will not have evil in the earth. You know, I ask sometimes, like, why are people just so mean and evil and hateful when I hear of all of the cruel stories in the news of people doing things and taking people and trafficking people and cutting people? I say, God, why are people so mean? Like, why are people so evil? Um... And he's not just going to take the cloth and just wipe everyone clean. It's, it's, it's not that God is saying, I'm turning a blind eye to this, but I think we have a responsibility to communicate with God and ask God to step in and um, keep, keep, I, I know, keep your angels encamped around your people so that we can be better um, we can't stop the evil, and God is not going to say but why did God create no evil, evil exists. And that's another conversation. Um, and I won't say that God created it. I think it was here. So that's, that's I another... I God created all things. That's another conversation. Well, we got about uh, 10 minutes. Well, we were talking about the... Uh, all right, so I'll move on, or I'll continue. That's with, another conversation. I'll continue, I'll continue with our current conversation, yes, if you that's agree. That's the whole theosity if, of God. Yeah, if then. you agree to come back and have that conversation about whether God created evil or not. Mm-hmm. So you agree to do that? I'll, I'll agree to do that. Okay, thank you. All right, so now, so now all right, so, so 
So, you know, we have just probably about, I don't know, five or ten minutes left. Mm -hmm. so, so if we go to, can, can you describe to us the genealogy of some of the folks in the Bible? Um, All right, so, so, like if I were to say, M Moses was the first prophet, right? Or, so it was Adam and Eve, then like most women, Eve messed it up for us and got us kicked out of the garden. And so that's when we started recognizing sin because of Eve, right? And, 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 that's what men say. But we're, we're, I thought that was in the Bible. <laughs> that's it, what men wrote. <laughs> well, men wrote the Bible. <laughs> that's right? a male, a patriarchal perspective. But go ahead, hold on. Let me, let me, you can, you can just share some insight while I find my page, okay? No, but I mean, is, is that the, is, so that's not the appropriate interpretation. It was not Eve's, Eve was not the cause of us, Eve listening to a snake in the grass isn't the reason for us being kicked out of the Garden of Eden, I guess, is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm saying that Adam was given the instructions, and Adam apparently did not relay the information properly to his wife. Well, it's probably so because Adam you know was how disobedient you know, you and know. blamed his wife for <laughs> for doing it. You so know, women, again, women don't listen. I guess it started with Eve. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. So I, I, there was a there was one that showed um, Ruth and Ruth marrying Boaz. And and they uh, the the lineage of Christ Jesus coming through that line, but again, it's all through the line of Ham. Um, the the name of that book again is it's the Complete Works of Blacks in the Bible by James H. Wharton Jr. It's an excellent, excellent. Is it uh, available in like Barnes and Noble? It probably is. I got it through Amazon, but it probably is in in Barnes and Noble. I like it because it does give you um, graphs. It gives you maps. Um, Can you tell me anything about Warden? Um, is he a, a scholar of some sort? or? Uh, yes, he is. He, I mean, you he know. He is an ordained minister and a leading historian on biblical black history. He's a graduate of the Mid-American Nazarene University and attended Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, he served six years as a Christian radio announcer in Kansas City, where he founded Have You Heard the Good News Ministry. Um, he, re he, after repeated trips to Nigeria, Ghana, Benin, Kenya, and Ethiopia to train ministers in Africa, he resigned his pastorate to attend Dallas Theological Seminary and began an online seminary for African pastors. Um, so he, I just got it. I'm excited about really diving into it. I'm always curious. Um, one of the things that he mentions is that atheism is not the biggest threat to Christianity, but Eurocentrism is, and that was because of the way it was turned or the story shifted to reflect that it only them in it and, and no one else, right? So... Um, but he talks about the, the descendants repeatedly through the different characters talks about the descendants of Noah and his sons and, 
And when you look at it, Japheth being the father of the Caucasian group, um, Ham, the black race, and Shem, the mongoloid race, I mean, everything that you, you see in here comes through Ham. And so even when we look at the story of Esther, the Benjamite tribe, they were black people. So when you look at the book of Esther, and Esther being that queen for the salvation of the Jews, she was a black queen. He also mentions that the next time that Israel got a black queen is in 2013, where she won, I think it was the Miss Universe in 2013. It was a black, an Ethiopian Jew, female who won um, the, the, the prize. So um, it's a great read. Um, I think we are all, we should all do diligence to search um, our history and see the alignments. There are other great books called Slave, Slave Religion by Albert Rabito, which also talks about the conversion and how the d different religions, Africans had their own religions. And when the missionaries came to all of the places in the, the, the below the equator countries, they they kind of forced these conversions on the people. And so that made me think, you know, why was there such a need to force and make everyone Christian, right? So that's another thought process in digging and looking at the meaning of that. What did that mean and what does that mean, you know, for us today? So, um, and and should we as pastors and preachers and and students of the Bible keep silent about the existence of who we are. That's very interesting, very interesting. And so again, I'm just going to mention the, the book. It's The Complete Works of the Blacks, The Complete Works of Blacks in the Bible by James H. Warden, Jr. Um, a great book and something I think we should all um, look into and read about. Um, like I said, um, it's only being done to counter Mm -hmm. um, what was right. done there's to another, us. There's another great work of research that's just, just coming out, and it's called The Black Prophetic Whirlwind by Only Love Alston, um, who you know uncovered the, the Hebrew people and to see that the Hebrew people are like the original Hebrew people. And So her book is out now, The Black Prophetic Whirlwind, which also talks about the black presence in the Bible and our relationship to motherland. Wow, that's interesting. Well, uh, Pastor Gail Davis, I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you. I hope my audience um, enjoyed the conversation. Um, but you've been listening to The Angry Black Man with a Plan in Search of Intelligent Negro Life in the Universe. I'd like to thank you for listening today, and I'd like to thank Pastor Davis for, for coming in and sharing uh, her insights um, with us on Blacks in the Bible. Until next time, please be good. Thank you for listening to The Angry Black Man with the Plan in Search of Intelligent Negro Life in the Universe. Until next time, check us out at www.theangryblackmanwithaplan.com to learn more about our cause and our issues. Until next week, be good.